What's happening, guys? It's Adam here. Just a quick word from our sponsors before we kick off today's episode. That is Beer52.com. Beer52 is the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club. They're number one, baby. And they'll send you some amazing beers every month, and you can rate and review them via their website to earn points and rewards. Now, every month's beers that you get sent will have a brand new theme. Past themes have been the beers of Germany, California, Belgium, Korea, New Zealand, South Africa, and many, many more. And they've kindly given our listeners an exclusive offer. You'll get a free case of eight beers, an award-winning beer magazine, and a tasty snack the second you sign up. They'll send them out in the post here, and you can't catch Corona from the post. All you have to do is pay a few quid for the delivery, and you can cancel or pause your membership at any time. Sign up now at beer52.com slash word. That's our exclusive link. That's B-E-E-R 52.com slash W-O-R-D. You'll claim your free case of beer, and for every person that signs up via that link only, they slide us a little bit of money. That supports the podcast. It helps us out. It's win-win. So do us a favour, pause the pod here, go and do that now, and then enjoy the episode. Nice one. See you in a bit. Fucking did it in one take, bro. Yeah, man. Now, I'm getting the word not. Upset me, nasty bitch. Catch me outside. How about that? I'm big boned. I'm heavy structure. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Disgusting! It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel like podcasting with video on YouTube, on social media at Have a Word Pod. You are listening to the funniest podcast in the game. Have a Word. Shut down dailies. Let's get through this mess together. <laughs> Um, what are you munching on, you little fucking munchkin? Some beef space raiders. Classy lad. Classy fucking lad. They are an elite crisp, aren't they? No. The space raiders. No, they're yeah, they full of nostalgia and fucking e-numbers and shit. Um, yeah. It'd be good on a fucking good kit sponsor, though, wouldn't it? Space Invaders. If the, You know, you'd it'd be a lower league team that got sponsored by Space Invaders. But I'd fucking take it over some of the dross like insurance companies and Space Raiders. Space Invaders is oh, the right. scratch card. <laughs> what? The scratch card? It's the old computer game. Yeah, but there was a scratch card. When I was a kid, I used to get uh, my neighbours to buy me scratch cards. Was <laughs> it Tony the Smackhead by any chance? No, it wasn't. It was my mate's mum. My mum would buy them for me as well if I asked her to. Um, but you didn't want to share want the winnings. To... <laughs> I want to... I didn't want to have to pay the fucking lucky bill for a month if I won. <laughs> <laughs> right, finally. He's fucking earning. <laughs> I once won uh, 88 quid twice in two days on the Space Invaders scratch card. I won 88 quid and I gave it to me mate's ma to cash in for me. I said, get me the 80 quid and get me four more Space Invaders scratch cards right. for the other eight quid. And on one of those four, I won another 88 quid. Amazing. And she just cashed um, it in for you? There was no, like, mum tax? No. Did you not have, like, have to pay a, a little bit of a percentage? No, she was sound, wasn't she? Can't, you can't be charging kids for cashing in their lottery winners. Well, I mean, legally, <laughs> you can't be buying scratch cards for kids. I mean, if we're getting into the do's and don'ts of it, but, you know, it's dovey rules, isn't it? 
Did you ever start? Did you start gambling when you were a kid, or Mate, have you ever? I don't gamble at thirty fucking nine. <laughs> I can you wait. Have a bet on like the Grand National. Oh uh, yeah, but I, I feel like that's just to be to just do something with everyone else in it. Like if I'm left to my own devices, I'm not like right. This is going to be really good fun. But like Laura comes back from work every year, and they've gone like a they've gone up a little pot of like oh god, we've all picked a name out, and I've got you know. Whatever the fucking stupid You're name about is. That's a sweepstake. <laughs> yeah, is that a sweepstake? I really don't gamble yeah. at all. I'm not a gambler at all. Our mate Rob Thomas, who's a comedian, stroke taxi driver. Um, sorry, taxi driver, stroke comedian, and he he's a big NFL fan, and he literally loves betting shit. on On our Facebook forum, he's like, "I fucking bet you a Nando's. I bet you a Nando's that this doesn't happen." And I, I went too early on something. I said the the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to be good. The year after, they were like the third best team in the fucking whole league. And that year, he was right. They were dog shit. And I had to, I had to buy, I had to buy him a Nando's. We bet a Nando's. And actually, that's not a bad thing to lose because then you get to have a Nando's with your mate. It's in fact bet Nando's. I can do that once in a while. But it stung me so much the feeling of losing a bet. It's four years later, and just yesterday, something happened in the NFL. There was a trade, and I was like, oh, they're going to be shit anyway. And he was like, I bet you are Nando's. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, the pressure's <laughs> back on. Fucking hell. And he's a big lad. He wants a starter as well. Yeah. Um, You've got to get a starter in Nando's, though. I'll bet, a, Nan I'll bet a Nando's. That's what I'll bet. Occasionally, I'll bet a Nando's. But I can't deal with the feeling of dicking. Like, when you were talking about stocks and trades yesterday, I love the idea of it. But I'd be so fucking fuming if I got it wrong. I've decided against investing for now because uh, the market's just too volatile at the minute, Daniel. Yeah. And it's very unpredictable. Oh, totally. So you're just going to put the 10 grand into scratch cards? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna. It was either Bitcoin or oil or fucking scratch cards, and I just went with what I know. Do you know what I mean? I just kept it safe. Uh, I from the age of like thirteen, I used to do the lottery every week, and then I stopped. From from the age of thirteen, yeah, when I started making a bit of money selling me stuff on the island. Oh, and stuff. here we go on the street. The street traded the lottery. Fucking the dovecot doll boy. <laughs> so you who who bought that? Your mum's your mum's mate did the she did. No, my mum had just got the lottery for me. But it was when specifically it your ticket. Oh yeah, yeah. I gave her the money for it. Right, right. There's a lot of fucking like underage betting on her, isn't there? That I just I just didn't expect. What would you how did that go if you won the lottery at thirteen? Would your mum just be like, Yeah, I've won it. Adam's turning up in a gold plated fucking BMX to well, school. I wasn't greedy as a kid, you see, so I didn't play the lottery. I used to play the hot picks, which is where you pick three numbers, and if you get them all in, you get 450 quid. So I wasn't trying to win millions. I was just trying to get 450 quid. To be fair, though, 450 quid when you're a kid is like, that's pretty much 1.3 million pounds, isn't it? If Mate, you get that 160 quid that I won in back to back days on those Space Invaders scratch card, I spent the last of that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that lasted me a while. Uh, this is a totally, totally um, true story. My dad was paying maintenance after he fucked off. He was paying 200 quid maintenance for my sister, 200 quid maintenance for for me. And the checks, there was like a couple of years where this happened and the checks would come in and my mum once picked up 
my paying in book because we were all nightingales and we all banked with NatWest. I had a little kiddie account that, you know, they used to send you a, uh, <laughs> they used to send you a letter going, this is how much interest you've accumulated on your 12 pence that you've got in your account. And you're like, NatWest, you're fucking losing <laughs> money telling me what, how little money I've got in my account. And she picked up the wrong paying in book, went to NatWest, put £400 into what she thought was her account and was actually my account. I am 14 years old and one of those stupid letters comes through the post. This is about a month later. I get my little balance because I get no post because I'm 14 and no one's writing to me. Open it up expecting to see 47 pence that you can do fuck all with and see 400 pounds and 47 <laughs> pence. Shit it and like a sneaky little bastard like I am, I went, oh, this, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> so I was like, right, this is a mistake, but I want the money. So instead of telling mum, because she was so honest, she'd have been, literally, we'd have been at the bank the next day, like, right, can we tell, <laughs> let's sort out what's happened. And I knew I was going to lose the money. So I tried to ring Nat West as a 14-year-old. I had the most <laughs> awkward conversation. I was like, hi, uh, can you trace checks? And I don't know how the fuck I managed to, on my own, find the number I'm ringing off the landline back in the fuck it's like 1995 and the woman was so shit at me she was like how do you mean what do you mean how I don't how are we meant to trace the check and I literally I remember thinking right fuck you that's all the information I need and the <laughs> next week was the biggest ball in fuck it it wasn't Christmas money and it was completely unaccountable I bought a Walkman I just went to the sports shop and bought a Newcastle kit for the fucking sake of it but then I had the problem of having to justify all the money to my mum so I had to pretend that I was spending Christmas money that I'd saved. What a fucking lie that was. I'd just Christmas money every year by like January the 5th. I was like, yeah, and I got this um, Walkman. It was 110 quid in 1995. That's now worth 400 grand, right? I was like, yeah, I got this Walkman. It was 25 pounds. My mum was so daft and like <laughs> dealing with the separation and being a single mum. She was like, oh, that's good value. I had all these clothes. I was balling. Then one morning, maybe another month later, obviously mum gets her her bank statement through and there is not that £400 in it. And she knocks on my door. And my mum was about four foot ten and ginger and I've never seen that little fucker so angry looking because she knew straight away what had happened. And I was bigger than her at 15 years old. I had to forcibly, you know, in the films where someone's trying to knock a door down, there's like a, there's like zombies or something trying to bang the door down. I had to close the door on her because I think she'd have killed me. I, I think I'd have, I'd have been murdered by my own little ginger midget of a mum. I have ne she took one of her shoes off to try and beat my bedroom door down. I could hear a shoe going off the door and be, thank fuck I was 14. I, I pinned the door so she couldn't get in. I've never been treated so badly for like 48 hours. My mum had done that thing of like, I'm disappointed, but it was a whole level of like, it was like I'd killed her parents. Like I've killed Nana and Grandad. It was that level of disappointment. <laughs> and then it sort of ticked over into, oh fuck, I just don't know. I could have, you know, like eventually you feel, you get bored of feeling bad. So I was like, I just, I'm, don't, don't feel bad anymore. She was like, well, it's still bad. How are we going to account for this money? Because I've spoken to Nat West and there, and you know, that money's just been spent. And I want the, I want the Walkman. I want it. Uh, I want you to sell it. And whatever money we make, because you threw the receipt away, 
everything. I was getting blag, blag, blag. And eventually I just went, I remember being on the floor watching some shit TV program. I was like, mum, isn't it their mistake anyway? Because if you use my paying in book, the check said Norma Nightingale, didn't say Dan Nightingale, Daniel Nightingale. So, so it's their mistake, isn't it? She was like, well, that's not the point, is it? That's not the <laughs> lovely moment where it all, the tide just completely turned. She went, that's a, that's a really good point. <laughs> about about five hours later, Nat West had put the four hundred pounds back in her account. I kept all the shit, and I had to pay up. I had to set up a payment plan to Nat West. We I remember going in. We had to see the bank manager, and they were like, "Right, Daniel. Obviously, it was it was a mistake, and uh, we understand." My mum was like, "He's you know he's he's he hasn't even got a paper round anymore." They were like, "What can you afford?" It was fifty p a month. That's what my mum set up. How much of a fuck you is that? I was I was in the doghouse and they were like, "What?" months. <laughs> I, I, we sat down and the payment plan was like fifty pence a month, and 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 the bank manager, you could tell he was like, uh, "Are you going to step in, mum?" And she was like, "No, he hasn't got any money, you know, because he's at school. He's not lost that paper on." And she just sat there like my fucking accomplice, and I probably still owe about. I'd say 280 quid of that. <laughs> Fuck knows. It was one of the most amazing moments in my life when I was like, it went, the tide turning from like, you're in the shit, you're in the shit. What about that, mum? You oh yeah, you're fine. Nice one. Let's go and fuck over a bank manager. It was tremendous. I, and I was like, my new threads, I was like, fuck the system. Amazing. Don't there with your earphones in from your walkman, taking it out to listen to the bank manager. Say what? I'm, I'm listening sorry. to bewitched, motherfucker. Is this kid even um, from Newcastle? <laughs> oh, I, um, I've got a sort of reverse story that when I was a kid, me and my little brother set up a savings box. It was literally just a, a cardboard box with covered in green tape. And, um, we would just put, like, if we went to me, Nan and Grandad's got a bit of pocket money, we put it in there. You know, if I ever won anything on the lottery, put it in there. <laughs> just, just a little, <laughs> little savings box. And we were saving up for something. I can't remember what it was. And then one day I went to my mum. Uh, me and Jack are going to open a savings box, count how much we've got. She went, no, 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 you don't want to do that. You, you, you really don't want to do that. You don't oh, want to. You, you, you don't want to be. When you just leave it in, so you're going to use it. We're like, no, no, we just want to see, you know, it's been in there for like six months. We want to see how far we've got. We go to me nans every week. She gives us like four quid a week each. We've been putting that in. If, you know, any change from whatever, it's all in there. We just want to count. She's like, no, 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 I think you should just leave it in there for a bit. And I was like, mom, it's my box. You've got no right to tell me I can't open it. She's like, right, well, fucking open it then. We opened it. There was about three quid in it. And what had happened was my mum and dad had just got super skinned and couldn't afford to pay the bills. So they'd gone, probably was a hundred quid in Adam and Jack's box. We could just borrow that and replace it when, when they come to open it. But then like a week later, we'd opened it and they were still skinned. Oh, the saddest. Mommy and Daddy the saddest. Adam and Jack's pennies. <laughs> Fucking hell, the saddest IOU ever. Mummy and Daddy owe you £88.50. Love you. <laughs> Do you know what I've just remembered? I think I've suppressed this memory. Oh my God, I can we see got, it in your eyes. We, we, our TV, right, was from like either Bright House or something along those lines, right? So, can I can I play our tune for this? <laughs> go on, go on. The way go on. The, the way you would pay the telly off is there was a box on the back of the telly, 
and you would put a pound in it and it would give you six minutes of TV time. What? <laughs> what did you grow up in a Welsh like B&B? <laughs> you can Google this. I swear to God. So if you, <laughs> if you hadn't put a quid in the back of the telly, right, the telly wouldn't turn on, right? What so year? You'd... What year was this? <laughs> I feel younger than you. <laughs> Sorry. Was the wireless still working? You used to put a penny farthing in there. Early 2000s, right? So, if you wanted to watch six minutes of telly, you'd put a quid in. If you want, if there was like a film you wanted to watch, you'd have to put, you know, whatever in. Um, <laughs> Every film costs six quid. <laughs> like fucking buying off iTunes. Go on. Oh, and then every week, a man would come with a key, a special key, and he'd empty the tray and count it. And he'd go, right, you put 120 quid in this week, so that's coming off your telly bill. <laughs> God <laughs> almighty. Did he um, have horns and a pitchfork? Because essentially, that guy's the fucking devil. Yeah, right, I'm coming for your TV money. Open the back of the TV. It was a way of buying a big flat screen TV. Right, right, right. But I was having to have the money to buy it. That so. jangled. <laughs> Don't move the TV, it jangles. I remember um, one time, we, my mum was just skinned. And she's like, look, I've only got a pound. I'll just, we, we, we can't watch the telly today. You're just going to have to go and do something else, play board games or whatever. And I was like, mum, why don't we just open the fucking thing? And she went, what do you mean? I went, why don't you just open the back of it? There's loads of pounds in there. And she's like, no, you won't be able to do that. So I just went over and hit it. And as soon as I hit it, the back come off. So I gave my mum all her quids back. I was like, yeah, mum, here's all your pounds. She was like, but now the telly's not going to work. And I just put a pound in it and it come right out the bottom. So we are now had unlimited telly because I took the back off. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the fella was due, um, I just put the back back on with like 30 quid in it. Right. And he was like, this is 30 quid. It's normally a lot more than that. We were like, just having me watching much TV this yeah. week. The TV had been on every second of every fucking day. We've just been reading loads. We've just been... <laughs> That's like when you have, you... have you ever had a mate with, like... I remember Daniel Appleton, his parents were the landlords of the Fleece in Penwitham, in Preston, where I'm from. And we went to... We just literally went to his house. And uh, and he was like, do you want to play pool? And I was like, oh, God, what's pool? 50 beer time. It's just got this key. Just click... I remember seeing it. It was like magic. It's exactly what you've gone through for the telly. And just clicked it in. So the pound just dropped in. And, and that was the first time I'd ever seen that. I was like, oh, my God, Daniel Appleton's a fucking baller. That's the TV equivalent. I love it how you're the Fonz and you just punch the back of the TV and the money comes out like, hey! <laughs> I think I hit it with, like, um, a PlayStation pad or something. I think I just picked me thing up and just twatted it. And it was literally the first day. It just, like, broke off. And I was like, yeah, mum, like 200 quid there. She was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Because she had like no money for shopping or anything. So I gave her 200 quid. I think it might have been once a fortnight or once a month he come to collect it. Yeah, 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 I don't think it was 200 quid every every week, Adam, because I, well, I'm i not as good at... It's six minutes you got for a quid. I'm, so it's a tenner to watch the telly for an hour. <laughs> Mate, Bright House, if there is a revolution uh, on this pandemic, I'll be first to burn down a Bright House. Uh, that that their business is so fucking scandalous in it 
No, 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 you can't afford a TV. Just take this TV that's got a slot machine at the back. (laughs) (laughs) What you don't understand, though, is my mum didn't have the 300 quid to buy the telly. So what they did was they offered her this system where she could buy it over a period of time for just 17 grand. Yeah. And you know... (laughs) (laughs) If only she'd have been able to not watch TV for a month with you lot. You'd have had a fucking TV of your own, but that's how Bright House got you. Like, you can't go a full three weeks for that. I mean, if you did, if you could watch, if you could not watch TV with your kids for three weeks, you'd have 600 quid for a lovely flat screen. (laughs) But you know, Mrs. Rowe, you know... You know full well. Ah, <laughs> oh, funny, 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 funny. I'd say, yeah, uh, yeah. That's I really enjoyed that story, and it's made me feel a little bit sad. What's mad is we had that telly that you had to pay a quid for, and my mum had a fully functioning sun shower that she paid fuck all for upstairs. We got a sunbed in the house before we got a TV. <laughs> There's nothing on the telly. Go and get a tan. Take your brother upstairs and go and get a tan. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Anyway, we've got a new sponsor. It's Bright House. <laughs> it's fucking not like. <laughs> now then, lids, I want to tell you about Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car bodywork, and customization services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. Basically, these guys can sort your wheels out. And if you listen to this thinking, well, I'm not like a boy racer, I'm not that bothered about my car. Mate, I drive a Volvo. And after the fucking Rona, I'm going to these guys at Trans Alloy Wheels Limited when I'm gigging in Yorkshire, and I'm going to get them to sort out the alloys that are all scuffed up and fucked on my Volvo V40. So even if you've got a sensible dadmobile or you've inherited your nana's banger, soup up the wheels, get them sorted. If you park like a bellend, Get them tidied up, make them look smarter. Go the full hog, get them jazzed up, get them glitzy, get them gold. Just live your life through your alloy wheels. They can add value to your car and make it look fucking smart. They use the same techniques as the biggest car manufacturers and they offer powder coating, diamond cutting, painting, new tires, acid stripping and shot blasting, tire fitting and removal. They do car body repairs and they have a pickup and delivery service. They also do insurance work. These guys have got amazing reviews online. Come and get your wheels souped up, changed and refurbished. And this is the best bit. All Have A Word listeners will receive 25% off everything. I'm going, I'm getting my saving. These guys are amazing. Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Get them on Facebook, Insta, online, the lot. Nice one, lids. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling triggered. It must be Have A Word with Adam and Dave. What have you got for us today, Daniel? multiple things. Oh, excuse me. Now... We've got several things. What are you in the mood for? We've had a, a couple of questions. We've got a ledge of the week. We've got someone who has inquired about something, basically given us some information uh, regarding a past episode. We have got a drunk story from a wedding that I have had out and missed. And then we've got an absolute corker of an email that just came through about a difficult sexual experience. I've got a ton of stuff here, Adam. What are you in the mood for? Let's start with a question. I oh. want a question. Okay, donkey. And we'll do something else as well. Pig in a pokey. Um, uh, from Tomo, you've mentioned selling podcast merch. What would be your dream bit of have a word 
of fish merchandise? Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, if we ever do this, Tomo, it's probably going to be pretty standard stuff. But there's that thing from yeah. the from the start of the Peter K video that always makes me laugh when he's selling merchandise on a table, and Peter Slater, who's a guy I gig with. Uh, when I started out in Manchester, just as Peter Kay's leaving because he's had to nick money out of the little tray. He's had to nick some money because he wants the DVD in colour, which is like the joke at the start of the thing. And just as he leaves, <laughs> Peter Slater goes, Peter K contraceptive foam! <laughs> <laughs> Still fucking makes me laugh today. Have a word. Fuck. Oh, I've, I've got the answer. It's have a word millennium lube. We want our own lube oh my that's God. what we want have a word millennium lube have a wank lube a roll. have a wank lube yes but specifically for wanking like if you put it in a bum hole or anything it stops working it only works in your hand mate you've really listen I don't know what that TV com- company did with you but they've really li- you've limited your fucking sales there in one is this no for, I don't want bum hole lube I want hand lube is it <laughs> <laughs> kind of technology you'd need for the fucking silicon in the loo to be like lads this smells wrong <laughs> dry up instantly <laughs> oh it's just bum bum yeah, sex lubes that work better than bum holes now and like there's like specific bum hole lube isn't there and there's specific hand lube and specific vaggie lube what 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 are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> different <laughs> lubes for different purposes. That's <laughs> not, that's not true. But I want it to be true though. Vag, hand, bum, <laughs> and then a bit of WD-40 for your fucking bike chain at the end. <laughs> it's all good. All good this. I tell you what, don't mix them up because you get WD-40 in your arsehole. Absolute fucking nightmare. <laughs> Is <laughs> there different lubes for different things? No, there's no. There's, it's like condoms. Yeah, you can get a vagina condom and a bumhole condom. You're a silly, silly person, and I should have done this earlier. What? <laughs> have you have you ever tried different the different condoms? I'm not. Yeah, ribbed condoms are for the bumhole, aren't they? What do you mean? What? What? Like, they invented ribbed for the bumhole because there's less like nerves in there for your dick, so. He wants it to be a bit more rigid. Right. Good. For the woman. You actually bullshitted yourself into a corner there. I can tell now when you're bullshitting, when you're like, I can tell when you're on the ropes and you just start flailing like a boxer who's like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yo, because the ribs are for your sensitive dick when you're in a bum hole. It's not for your sensitive dick. It's for their bum hole to be able to feel your dick. It's literally, you've, you've completely... Mate, the bum hole is a smaller place than the old vagina most of the times. Yes. I think but you're fully less aware. Nerve endings in there. There is not less nerve endings <laughs> in there. It's a smaller space with lots of nerve endings. Has anyone ever gone in the in the condom com- company gone, guys, you know when you're taking one up the arse? Sometimes I'm not even aware that it's happening. Do you ever get that? Guys, anyone, hands up if you've ever been bummed. Girls, you too. If you just and you just you're like, is this even happening? <laughs> How small is your boyfriend's penis, Adam? <laughs> you need a you need a bigger peg, babes. 
<laughs> Shut down sending us mental. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'd have I, I want our own lube. That's my answer to that question. And also hoodies, t-shirts, and mugs. <laughs> <laughs> They're the four products. Ah, <sighs> uh, like me. I want a hoodie <laughs> like this. But I have a way. This is me Los Angeles Rams hoodie. Nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. It is nice. Yeah. Did you get? Um, did you get a few months back? I got this when I went to the NFL game. I'm being a dick. Um, Why? Why are you being a dick? No, I was just being a dick. It's nice. It is really nice. Oh, yeah. you saying it doesn't fit? Yeah, that was just, it was just being a twat. I'm just. How a- dare you, sir? I have lost weight since I bought this. It didn't fit when I got it. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Uh, have you found that post pod? I've had a few conversations with Laura when she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Tune it down. You're not talking to Adam on the podcast now. Because I do that. Yeah, he says that to me once a day. Right, yeah. It's she's happening. like, stop doing accents round the house. I could deal <laughs> with it in the past when you did it once a week and you got a bit accenty, but it's every fucking day now and you're doing me, Adam. Listen to me, woman. This accent pays the bills, okay? <laughs> fucking the is on mine, on mine. Fuck on it, tiny's old man. Oh. I tell you what, I love Tamori Kids by her. Um, Other than Lou, what, what would you go for as your dream for the match? Let's say it's going to be difficult to, to top the contraceptive foam, really. I think the lube is absolutely tremendous. Yeah, I just, I think slightly too small hoodies is now the thing that's in my mind as well. <laughs> You like? Do you like lift and support from your hoodie? <laughs> and ventilators. Have a word, ventilators. You know, clap for the NHS. <laughs> I've got so much shit, I can't remember where it all is. Uh, uh, hi, lads. This is from Thomas. Loving the pod. Listen to episode 35 about whether you get your whole cock and balls out or just your fella. Obviously, everything comes out. That's Thomas's take on it, and I think he's right. And reminded me of a similar argument me and all my mates had. Thirteen of us were in a villa in Marbella during the summer, and a mate walked in on my other mate wiping his ass after having a shit. Just it's, it happens. If there's that many of you in a villa, that sort of shit does happen sometimes. He was mortified because my mate was standing up to wipe his ass. He assumed that everyone always wiped their ass, still sat down. The group then put it to the vote. We did a little bit of market research and it was split nearly 66 to 33. So basically two to one. In fact, I don't know why he's done it. 66 to 33. Two to one, mate. Two to one in favour of sitting down rather than standing stroke squatting when you're wiping your bum. Makes you think what else you assume to be a given. Where do you stand on that, Adamski? Um, okay, so I'm a convert right. in this regard. Right. Um, so I had a very similar situation when I first started seeing Jade. Um, I, up until like two years ago, maybe three years ago, yeah. I used to stand and I just thought that was a normal thing. Right. I just stood up to wipe my bum. 
Right. And then Jade found out about it. She was like, you'll be spreading shit all over the inside of your asshole and yeah. all over your bum cheeks. What are you doing? That's fucking disgusting. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's totally normal. Like, literally 33% of people do this. And she's like, no, <laughs> it's horrible. Don't fucking do that anymore. And because I just want a quiet, easy life, I just learn to wipe while I'm sitting down. God, this relationship has given you so much, hasn't it? Yeah. What's one what about you? The... What do you do? Are you a sitter? Because I'm a sitter. Because I'm a sitter. Why are you? Just well in in life, wherever you are, on the bus, at home, in Parliament, just take a seat. If there's one there, fucking use it. Why are you standing unnecessarily? So how do you wipe? Do you go through the middle of your legs under your balls? Yes, I do. I just go round my vagina. What are you even talking about? <laughs> You gotta just you gotta go for the blind reach. The old So you lean you lean forward and wipe like that. Yes, man. Because I'm Oh a... see, I still don't do that. I go I put the toilet paper like <laughs> you're looking at me with that face again and you're gonna make me laugh and I'm being serious. I take the toilet paper, I go in front of me different balls, under them, I wipe my ass and I bring it out the same way I took it in. Oh no, mate! It's the dirty gooch! That's how you get a dirty gooch. Oh, no, Adam. I don't wipe up to the gooch. I well, how do you know? Sure Who wipes forward? You always wipe back. Get, no, get it away from you. Don't up. bring it towards you. I don't wipe forward. It's just that's the way I go in. I'm not then like wiping towards me balls. I just move it around and do what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just go in that way and then you just maneuver that sounded like you were just all rubbing it in no I don't think so I don't believe you you're a silly person <laughs> I swear oh, I'm not lying there we go I yeah. swear I swear to you why don't we start a fucking Twitter poll that you'll never do also <laughs> when that turns out to be just banter I would love to see the picture on Twitter when you're like hey I did it I swear I'm not lying. You, I don't you, think this is unusual. You reach I think most under. people go in via the front. Yes. But then, but then, so you make contact with the bum hole, right? And mm -hmm. generally, this is how I do it. You go a little bit beyond, you pull through the, you know, ground zero, and then you apply the, pre the most pressure there and a little less pressure. And it's a sort of like, there's a curve to it. And that's, you know, mm -hmm. how would you even affect anything like that when you're doing a reach under what you're doing just reach under get to your bum hole wiggle your toilet paper about a bit bring it off the surface have a look put it in the toilet <laughs> oh my god what <laughs> <laughs> oh god are you telling me you don't look at the toilet yeah, roll yeah I do but you, it's so one of those things this podcast I like it that it's like a no holds barred podcast but there's certain things in life you're just not meant to talk about I suppose that's what that's what ha has happened to Tom and his mates. You're like, when do you ever in polite conversation go, lads, 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 before we do the Jaeger bombs, who wipes, uh, stood up, who wipes, sat down? It's like, there's like these really intensely private things that you can't be like, Nana, before you go, I know I love you so much and I know the breathing's difficult. Just tell me before you just pass, pass away. Do you go? Jade, text me. Yeah. Oh She's my a, God. Are you joking? Just wiping from the front is defo weird. You should wipe from both ways if you're going to go from the front at all. It won't be fully clean. No wonder you get skid marks. Wow. 
<laughs> and that's the end of that conversation because Jade has just ended it. <laughs> Mind your own business. Twat. Let's move on. All right, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. I stand we, by it. You yeah. go forward. You move it about a bit on your bum hole. No, you, you see, check. I thought we were moving on. Everyone's well, happy with move moving on. on. I need closure. You need an extra... You need technique, mate. You just texted me again and said, your arsehole is my business. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, am I wrong? Everyone listening, please tell me. I know we're in the middle of a shutdown. I know this is what happens. The detail becomes m more important, but I'm not wrong on this one, am I? I'm not even trying to be funny now. That's that's madness. I also get freaked out by the fact that you're like, yeah, I just reach under under the undercarriage and I just I wiggle it around. I can't see the damage in that. Uh, we have one from Anonymous. It is an oh. it's an awkward uh, awkward sex story. All right, lids. This doesn't really fall into the category of funny hangover or breakup stories, but it was funny and embarrassing, so I thought it might be worth sharing. That's absolutely fine with us, my friend. Uh, sorry if it's a bit long. Tried to keep it brief. I've sent this from an old email account, as I'd rather not be named, if that's okay. All right, Steve. I was 16... Oh, let's do it. I was 16 at the time. My girlfriend had come round to mine and my mum and dad had gone out to the pub. We started watching a film. But you know what it's like at that age. You watch the first half and then end up shagging on the sofa. Is that Was that your experience of being 16? Because that that's not... That wasn't how it always went for me at 16. I was doing that from like 12, me. So, you know... May. And of course, if you got a girl round and you hadn't got, you know, 43 quid in fucking change, you couldn't watch the TV. You had to bang. How have you not got kids? It'd be so funny to me if someone messaged in with like, hi, Dave and dad. <laughs> no, I lost my virginity at 17, didn't I? I told you about that last week. So um, I can't relate to this. My dad did come down while I was banging a girl once on the couch. Really? Yeah. So I'd been on a night out. This is back when I lived with my dad. So I'd been on a night out and took a girl back. Oh, and, yeah. uh, living room. Living room. Because, yeah. like, my bedroom's right next to my dad's upstairs. Oh, yeah. So I was like, don't want to go up there. It'd be so obvious what we're doing. Let's just shag on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dad had heard me come in, but because I was doing such a good job of being quiet... And women tend to be very quiet when they're with me anyway. <laughs> well, they're, they're clearly asleep. He thought I'd just come in from a night out and stayed downstairs. So he just come downstairs and I was hanging out the back of someone. Lovely turn of phrase. I can't wait for you to go into <laughs> writing. His reaction was great as well because he opened the door and he went, Oh, right. <laughs> Shut the door and went back upstairs. <laughs> well, uh... I would suggest that Anonymous can beat that level of embarrassment. <sighs> Maybe I forgot to turn the volume down or was just too distracted with the job at hand. But I didn't hear the front door going. First I knew about it was my mum walking into the room. She'd 100% caught us. 
Problem was, they'd brought about seven or eight mates back with them from the pub. Their mates and my dad hadn't seen us oh. yet. And before they walked in the room, I had my pants up and tried to look as normal as I could given the situation. My girlfriend got her skirt and knickers as far as her knees, panicked and then just jumped bare ass onto the sofa and covered her bits with a cushion. At this point, everyone else is walking into the room and despite the cushion, from the side, it's obvious that she's got her knickers halfway down her leg. My hero of a mum then runs over and sits right next to the girl so that people can't see this. I'm sat the other side of her at this point, so she ends up wedged wedged between me and my mum after being caught shagging in a room full of people she doesn't know with a bit only covered by a sofa cushion. Worth mentioning, my mum didn't even like this girl and had previously made that quite clear. <laughs> All my mum and dad's mates have come in by this point and have sat down ready for a few drinks that they've been promised at the pub. We then have the problem that she can't pull her knickers up without making it obvious to everyone in the room. So my mum then starts trying to convince everyone to go back out for another few pints. They've just been invited round for a drink and then all of a sudden, within 30 seconds, she's asking everyone to go back out. Everyone's looking at her like she's fucking mad, but eventually they agree to go to the pub down the street and we're saved. I don't know if she told them the real reason once they left the house, but my mum has never mentioned the incident to me. And the next day, we just acted like nothing had ever happened. Thinking about it, I think she deserves a retrospective ledge of the day for that one. Yeah, let's give her that. <laughs> <laughs> I must protect the vagina. Of <laughs> do you think mum was? Do you think mum was trying to defend the girl's honour, or was just like? It's just going to be so embarrassing that all my mates from the pub know my dirty little fanny rat of a son's banging on the fucking couch. What do you think? It was like a oh, mum's instinct. I think it was protect the girls on it because I think when, once you've got kids of that age, you sort of, you know that they're fucking something. So like you'd be talking to your friends like, oh, he's probably shagging on the couch. Like it wouldn't be a big deal, would it? That's only a big deal when you're young. Yeah. I suppose it's one of them that she's alleged for doing it. That fucking girl, though. When you're young, it's you, you put yourself in such stupid situations like, yeah, let's just bang on the couch here. I can't see any problem with that. You're like, guys, think it fucking through. Uh, I am... Beautifully done, Mum. Yeah. Well done, Anonymous. I've got some more corker. open sex stories, but I'll save them for a, a later episode. Why not? <laughs> wow. Don't... Don't do that sexy voice that you just did. And Why? You not like it? With I your, give you sexy penis from Mr. Adam. With your tight, mm. with your tight hoodie. Uns, 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 uns. Doing these adverts makes me want to go to Vauxhall Comedy Club so much. When the shutdown is over, when we're free, when venues are open again, if you like comedy and you're in London, or if you're visiting the Big Smoke, go and watch some live stand-up at the Vauxhall Comedy Club. It's just over the water, near the West End, really central. On a Friday and Saturday night, they have an amazing offer where they do as much booze as you can get, a bottomless booze comedy night. Amazing comedians from the TV, from the circuit. It's 90 minutes, free wine, cider, beer, and it's 
just 25 quid. There's also a Spirit and Mixer bottomless ticket, and there's also an entry ticket that's just 10 pounds. Vauxhall Comedy Club is open Monday to Saturday, and it's right next to the amazing Vauxhall Street Food Garden. So obviously, right now, you can't go, but as soon as you can, Get down there, enjoy yourself. Adam's played it. I'm looking forward to playing it. And in the meantime, hit them up on socials at Vauxhall Comedy Club on Instagram, at Vauxhall Comedy on Twitter, and Vauxhall Comedy Club on Facebook. The show is 18 and over, so if you look young and fresh, take your ID. And if you look like me, fucking granddad Dave, you'll get right in. See you there, Vauxhall Comedy Club. Nice one. Two mics, two lids, and a lot of time on their hands. This is Have a Word. So I've got a couple of other words for you, Daniel. Quite different, these two. Okay, quite different. So, other words, number one. All right, boys. Can guys, you have a word? Guys, he's forgotten to sing. He's forgotten to sing. Ah! It's time for Have a Word with Adam and Dan. <sighs> Send us an email with the problems that you have with your family or with your friends. Or anyone in society, or if it's your partner or housemate that you're living with, call it domestic uh, dispute. Have a word pod at gmail.com. If you just need to bitch about anyone, just have a little fucking whingy woo. Here's one. My uncle, who is only communicating with me via WhatsApp that I'm pretty sure he think was he thinks was invented about five weeks ago, and it's just GIFs and fucking shitty videos that creep dangerously close to racism at every fucking click. Like... WhatsApp is for, though, isn't it? Oh, I don't uh, know. I just... It's for videos that initially look like a sexy lady and end up being a big black dick, and that is... That is ninety percent of messages that get sent in WhatsApp groups. But some people are good at them. Some people are, like pick out the best ones, and then there's other people like over a certain age, like, <laughs> resend this like six at a time. You're like, this is not good banter. Sorry, go on, Adam. All right, boys, can you please have a word with my next door neighbour or anyone like him? He's a moaning old twat, and he's been shouting over the fence at my kids to quiet down during the day. Obviously, kids are usually in school during weekdays and on the weekend, they're usually out with their mates. But at the minute, they can only play in our own back garden. He's an old miserable fucker who spends all day every day sitting in his back garden unless it's raining. Even if it's snowing or bolted cold, he will literally stay in the back garden as long as he's not getting wet. So his little bit of serenity has now apparently been ruined by my kids because he can hear them from over the fence. He doesn't own the right to the sound waves of his back garden. He needs to chill out and understand that at the minute, kids have got nowhere else to play and I'll be fucked if I'm having them in the house with me all day. (laughs) Nice one, lads, from Kevin. (laughs) Very nicely done, Kev. Very nicely done. Oh, uh, Jesus. Oh, so, what? Well, you on Kev's side? Oh, yeah, of course. Different if it was... It, when kids get old enough to, like, work a fucking phone and have, a have like, a speaker, then I think... I think playing really obnoxious loud music, that's that's, that's too much. That piss, that does piss me off sometimes. Not it, Just occasionally it's good to have a bit of music in the background, but... You have to be a real miserable shit to be like, oh, it's like the sound of children playing 
Like, ugh. Yeah, it sounds like they're young and on a fucking trampoline here, doesn't it? And they're just like, yeah, yeah. You just got to put up with that. Like, if you live in a suburban area, if you don't want to do this, then go fucking Unabomber style and go and live in the fucking woods, you miserable old fuck. Yeah. Or get get a place in old people's home and you can slowly hear people decay around you like, Rickens going to shit. I'd rather have the kids sound of kids on a trampoline than like just fucking uncontrolled I'd have the sound belching. of kids than the smell of piss. <laughs> I hope I don't turn into one of those old curmudgeon type fuckers. I think you might, you know. Oh god. You could see it. Although my nana and granddad, they were still really fun, joyous, like old fuckers. But it's very yeah. easy to I think the old boys that lose their partners too early they go a bit lone wolf like yeah. I, I, I mean I met Laura six years ago and she's the love of my life things very quickly check I think they could change again give it like give it another <laughs> six years she could be like this guy's a fucking bell end and I am like I, it would be so brutal <laughs> if she went look Dan I've been with you for 12 years I know you're the father of my child, but you're a fucking bellend. And I, it would, I, I would, how would I be able to be like, hey, that's disgusting. Have you not listened to my podcast? Oh, yeah, I am a bellend. So she could <laughs> fuck me off. And then how long have I got on my own? And then all of my little weird fucking things that I like to do, like, no one likes to do it this way. Then it all just gets exaggerated, doesn't it? It's just intensified by you being the, the, you're the captain of HMS Old Bastard. And then you're that fucker who's just shouting at kids in Asda like, Get away from me, trolley! Like, if you've got a reputation fears. as, like, the creepy man in your streets, would you lean into it or would you try and fight back from it? Like, would you try and be like, no, I'm not creepy. No, 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 no. Or would you be like, hey, kids, would you like some Werther's Originals? Come and sit on Uncle Daniel's lap. Yeah, I think I think yeah, that's, you know, yeah, that's not subtle enough. I think just... Yeah, the the not full pedo, just a bit of a weirdo. Old man Nightingale's a bit of a... You've got to watch him. He's a weird old fuck. It would save money on Halloween. No one's coming knocking. The irony so is, you if you offer out some Werther's Originals, you know, like a good old sex pest, no one's coming knocking for fucking pick and mix. You start a conversation with children, but you don't fuck them. Okay. <laughs> wise wise words Adam wise words you're only you're only 28 but I tell you what, all that television you watch to the cost of 40 quid a day has really taught you well you start a conversation with them it's like a life philosophy isn't it I do worry about being an old bastard on my own and, and then at the same time I sort of like the idea of it okay good probably should have made something funny about that but that just that's because I've <laughs> Because <laughs> I've been married and I've got a kid and we're on quarantine. There, you? Who who who's on quarantine and can hear kids in the garden go shut up? Like what a fucking dickhead! Like no one can go anywhere. Just go out and spread coronavirus on the park. Selfish yeah, but person. maybe he's just like a bit old and miserable, and like normally, like someone comes to visit him, but they can't right now, and he's just got no way. Because like at the minute. You've got Laura and your kids and your brother-in-law and I've got Jade and the dog. And if I'm in a mood, I can, I can take it out on someone. Do you know what I mean? I apologise later on, but I'm like, oh, shut up. And then later on, you're like, sorry, you shouldn't have told you to shut up. Blah, 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 blah. He can't do that. So he's got to bully the kids next door. 
That's what I reckon it is. I reckon he's just going a bit fucking mental. He's got no way to get his anger out. So when there's a kid going, yeah, 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 on a trampoline for hours and hours, I'd want to tell that kid to shut the fuck up as well. Know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you, I think you're playing devil's advocate, and I understand. But if I was, is it Kev? Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin. I'd just start fucking with this guy. I'd I'd email the Jehovah's Witnesses and ask put put his neighbour on like a fucking people of interest sort of like I don't know just order some fucking takeaways they can't I'd go around with them, can they oh that's true <laughs> that's a good point Jehovah's <laughs> yeah, and Jehovah's Witnesses are still doing it but via like Skype <laughs> just, people just, are just getting Skype calls like who's this and you just answer and go can I tell you about our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> you just get a pop up what's this is a stra- attractive Jehovah's Witnesses in your area is a Jehovah's Witness a Mormon are they the same thing no 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 so what's a Jehovah's Witness then uh, a Jehovah's Witness is no they're not the same a Mormon's from the Church of the Latter Day Saints yeah basically a fucking lunatic from America who was like I'm the new Jesus like 100 years ago or something yeah and they've got a massive church in Chorley really randomly the Mormons have got a huge fucking church in Chorley that cost tens of millions to make it's because when like in the 19th century Mormons came over and they got baptised on the on the banks of the Ribble so apparently they, they the British Mormon church the centre of it is in Chorley which is really unfair on Chorley because Chorley's not doing that good. Like, it's a pretty shitty northern town. And anyone in Chorley going, what the fuck are you ending about? That's really offensive, that. I'm from a pretty shitty northern town. I'm just saying yours is slightly shitter. But as you drive on the M61 from Manchester to Preston, you drive past Chorley, and then just past the junction, there's this amazing white church that's really well fucking lit up, very American style, with this beautiful tower and this gold thing on it, and no fuckers allowed in it or anywhere near it. That's the more. Stop listening about thirty seconds ago because you've just given me an amazing idea for the next lockdown lock-in. Right, go on. We should rank towns by how shit they are. Right. Okay. Cool. So we'll we'll get a full list. We'll get like we'll we'll come up with a load of cities and towns that we've gigged in, and then we'll rank them. <laughs> in the no, worst. No. No. I've got an even better idea. You pick sixteen shit towns and cities. I'll pick 16 towns and cities and then we'll draw them out one by one and we'll discuss who's his shitter and then we'll have a fucking FA Cup of shit towns. Okay. That's what we're doing on Saturday for the lockdown lock-in. Oh, yes, mate. And we're going to piss off 90% of our listenership. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! Oh, that's going to be superb. Brilliant. So, are we are we telling the Nancy neighbours to shut the fuck up? Is that oh, what we're doing? Of course we are, miserable old cunt. <laughs> fucking dreadful. He'll be dead soon, kids. Don't worry about Dan's it. Dan's called two people a cunt so far on this podcast, and it's this man and seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> They're horrible, though, aren't they? Seagull. This next one is a bit more serious. Okay. okay. All right, fellas, listen to you from the start, but emailing in for the first time now. 
This might be a bit of a hard one for you, but I want to see if you can manage it. I want you to have a word with a certain group of NHS workers for me. I'm a doctor working in A&E at the moment, and I know how hard everyone's working in the hospitals and in the community, but I've had enough of the social media posting. Seeing everyone on their fucking dog in full PPE, personal protective equipment, taking selfies with the same caption for likes and comments on Facebook is doing me heading. They're being an absolute beg for kudos and it's getting really undignified. Never mind the load of TikToks getting put out of all these nurses dancing around empty departments while their families who while there are families who can't visit dying loved ones or sick kids. They can't be with their family. I truly understand the need for positivity and where I am in the community has been not but supportive however in a similar vein a certain dignity and respect for the communities we're serving should also be on show massive fan keep up the good work nice one for keeping us all sane in lockdown from anonymous for obvious reasons so what I'm asking you here Daniel is all the nurses and doctors who are doing a TikTok or the ones putting a little selfie up with their mask on what do you reckon what do you think is that okay or should they just be getting on with their fucking job and stop showing off their masks and that? My headphones must not be working because I can see you talking, but I'm really struggling to hear what you're saying, Adam. <laughs> I really want to have... I don't, I'm sure it's an interesting one because you said it was serious, but I'm struggling to have an opinion on this one. My headphones don't seem to be working. If you could just fill with your opinion <laughs> on it and I'll, I'll see if I can fix this issue... Must be the equipment. It's really strange that it's let me down. At Stop being a fucking pube and stick your neck on the line. Pick a side, bitch. Yeah, fuck the NHS. Uh, <laughs> everyone goes out clapping. I boo. I boo. <laughs> I boo. Yeah, yeah, you're doing great work, but your social media presence is inconsiderate. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. You know what's quite interesting about this? I've got um, a sort of first slash second hand story about what's going on on the NHS front line at the minute. So one of Jade's best friends is a radiographer, right? right? She works in either Ormskirk or Southport or somewhere just slightly north of here. Um, she hasn't been given any PPE. Now, she got coronavirus a couple of weeks ago, right? Um, she was told to stay at home for um, two weeks a week in to um, being at home she got a phone call from the hospital saying what are your symptoms like um, and she went this 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 and this and they went have you got a persistent cough and she said no and they said right well we need you back in work then right and she went well I haven't had a cough at any point of this I never got that symptom but I got all the other ones and I've still got a fever they went doesn't matter as long as you haven't got a cough we need you back in work she went back to work Still got no PPE, no mask, no gowns. And yesterday, three people from her department were sent home with coronavirus symptoms, including one guy who's already been off with it. So it's the second time he's got the symptoms. Um, and she, Jade's friend, is getting a bit pissed off with the amount of people taking selfies in personal protective equipment because there's other doctors and nurses and radiographers and specialists on the front line who haven't got fucking any. And it's getting a bit annoying. So, there's just a little bit more info for you. So, do you know, I can't imagine what it's like to be in a war zone like the NHS is, or an actual war zone, or whatever. And you can, there's an element of you that thinks, 
until you've been there, you can't imagine what it's like to try and humanise your day when everyone's walking around like it's fucking back to the future and they've got full hazmat suits on or, or they're struggling and there's people ill and it, you, you, you almost feel like to scold someone for having that little fun moment of, of humanity of just like, I know it's the shit, but look at this little moment where we can just do a 15 second little dance and just say there is still fun in it. I can see people who would defend them with that argument. But yeah, when you hear stories like like Jade's friends, like it doesn't feel like anyone who represents the National Health Service should be like, let's do a social media video. I've seen uh, the hospital over the way doing it. Why don't we do it? How many deaths have we had this week? 27, so we're pretty low. I mean, I think it's time to celebrate under 30 deaths. Woo! I just, I, I think it's, yep, I, I could see that argument of like, is it a bit short-sighted? I'll be honest with you, we got this email uh, about four or five days ago, at least. And when I first seen it, my initial response was to go, mate, people who are on the front line, as well as you are, have got to do whatever they can to keep themselves positive and be like, no, I, look, I know this is audible, but if I do this TikTok with me mates, maybe I'll feel a bit better for a bit. And I sort of still fall on that side of the line. I think if you're making these and you're taking a selfie, as long as you're not risking anything by doing that, as long as you're not putting anyone in danger by taking that selfie or making that dance video, I think you've got to be allowed to do it, even if there's a few of your colleagues who are getting a bit upset by it and they've got to find another way to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. anyone who's on the front line at the minute, I, like, like you, you, we can't possibly imagine what it's like. And I find it very difficult, even from a comedy perspective, to sit here and judge anyone for doing a TikTok. Yeah. I think the people, the guy who's written in, the doctor and Jade's friend and everyone else, I get that they're going to be massively pissed off at me. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. But I feel like without being on the front line myself, I can't possibly join in. Well, it's like the people are like, oh, what are we clapping for? We should do, you're like, these little moments and gestures, you know, it's just to to do something it's to feel human to feel supportive it's just to do one small gesture of positivity I can see why people are like well it's absolutely toothless because if you vote conservative you shouldn't be clapping blah, 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 blah. and you're making it a bigger thing in the moment we're just thankful can we clap in that little break that those people in those hospitals have taken they're like should we just do a silly video I don't know. There's not like loads of them. There's literally hundreds of thousands of people working in the NHS. It's not like everyone's doing a fucking TikTok. But I do feel like uh, just if I went too hard either way, I'd be like, what am I saying? How would the... F how? I think all the anger should just be directed at this Tory government because they're fucking morons. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that That's where, like, any infighting... Um, it's just, it's not helpful, is it? So I just Store think. that energy up. Store that energy up. Remember that our country went two weeks later than all these other countries that have got lower death rates. Remember that there were so many meetings with the EU, chances to email in and go, look, we'll be part of this massive PPE shipment. There was COBRA meetings that Boris Johnson missed. 
Remember all of this. Look at our death rate and then look at New Zealand's or Ireland's. Remember all of this bullshit when there is a general election. And don't be like, well, you can't trust Labour, can you? These old socialists. Remember this. Let's Instead of having a go at NHS workers doing TikToks, instead of having a go at your neighbour because they're clapping and you don't agree with it, let's just get rid of the fucking Tories in four years. Is that all right? Absolutely. And I just want to be clear here, just in case anyone's misunderstood what I've said, Jade's friend has not actually slagged anyone off. She's not saying the people doing... Um, these videos are, are out of order. The only person who said that is the person who's written into us. They're the one who's pissed off. Jade's friend's not pissed off with people for doing that at all. I just, I, I only mentioned that story because it's a real story about the lack of PPE on the front line. And I just want to be clear about that just in case there's any misunderstanding. Yeah, and if there's any, there's any people that vote Conservative and they're like, well, no, I disagree. I'd never vote Labour. I vote Tory. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. I just feel I mean, like no, oh, go on. How, no, no, but you can, but it's not. You you have to be a real like e like ethical bully to just be like, well, you're a fucking moron. People have got their reasons for voting who they vote, but what we're gonna what we're gonna find is after this with this track record of how it's not an easy situation for any government. It's not just going to be a case of well, there was nothing could be done. Shit, th this looks fucking sloppy. And then this is what happens: the anger within the NHS because I haven't got protective gowns, I haven't got uh, face masks. Who is that on? That has to be on someone. And I think there's there's now... Jesus Christ, this is heavy. There's evidence that there's been a real lack of forward thinking from this government at, at, at critical times when ordering all this shit and tests and PPE. I just hope they're held accountable in a few years. Well, I... I'm pessimistic about the fact that they will, um, especially being um, from Liverpool and there's certain things the Tory governments in the past have got away with and never been held to account for, which we won't go into right now. But I hope that this time it is different and I hope they do have to at least answer convincingly some very tough questions on the strategies they took. And for like, for example, the, they're, they're choosing not to get involved with the EU's um, scheme on PPE, which is was revealed yesterday, was probably a political decision, um, which is disgusting. But this is a comedy podcast. And oh, that happened naturally, though. That, to be fair, like we're allowed opinions, and uh, like it's not like we do it all the time. Like it's, I, I'm sure this podcast have just been talking about this shit. Yeah. Having said that, though, uh, the help for the self-employed is really appreciated. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Like, thanks for that, Bojo. Cheers. Would you rather your um, dick shrink in half or your head? Excuse me. Would you rather your dick shrink to half of its current size or yeah. your head shrink to half its current size? I love it how you're trying to save this the last bit of this podcast with a bit of absolutely name. And that's what I think about the Tory government. I'm going to take a smaller head and I'll tell you for why. I've got a big head and a small dick. I cannot afford to lose dick. I could do to lose a bit of head. Half of your head, though. Yeah. I'm, half. Yeah, but I'd probably get, a, I'd probably get on live at the Apollo. What for being the small head man? There's a disability in it. Do you know how small your head would be if it was half the size of what it currently is? You alright? Remember I... those little bobblehead toys you got as a kid? Like, would it be like a massive head on a little body? You'd be the exact opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> some, for some reason, something from Men in Black has popped into my head. Here comes Men in Black. I take a small head. I can't take a smaller dick. I'm a, I'm a. Funny I'm, that you say Men in Black because that song that I've just been singing is actually the song we're closing today's episode with. What? Not really. I'm just fucking oh. rant. 
<laughs> what would you do? Oh, what would you do? Smaller head? Don't you? I want smaller head or smaller dick from you. Well, I've already lost about half my dick in that operation when I was nine, so I reckon I've got to go head now. You know what I mean? I can't have a quarter length of me original. It'd be like, it'd be like trying to trying to break a tic tac in two. <laughs> I can't get purchase. So yeah, I'd go smaller head. I actually can't. I I need a smaller head. Like I know you've got a fairly big head, but I've got a massive head. Like you know, like snapback caps. Yeah. Like if I'm lucky, the biggest ones on the biggest setting will just about fit me. <laughs> Like the highest size a fitted cap goes up to is a size eight. I think there's something wrong with us. Like literally five minutes ago, it's a disgrace, and we need to remember it and stay angry. Smaller dick or smaller head? <laughs> oh, Adam, great banter. Let me tell you. Like I've already, if there was an election now, I'd be like, I'd be like, who's offering smaller dicks? Because I'm not voting for them. What? <laughs> Fucking ADDs hit again. Oh. It's been a mixed bag, but I think it's time to call it a pod. That's a pod, lads. So, today's band is the 48 Ks. They've been featured on the pod before. They were really popular. We had lots of good feedback, so we asked them for some more tunes, and they kindly obliged and sent some in. This song is called One of These Days. This is the 48 Ks. We will see you tomorrow. See you, lads.